You're listening to Dairy Voice, a podcast exclusively for the dairy industry. One of our sponsors of the Dairy Voice podcast is National DHIA. NDHIA ensures information accuracy and represents their members' interests. They are the direct voice for the dairy information industry. To find out more, go to dhia.org. National Dairy Shrine was founded just after World War II at the National Dairy Show in Waterloo, Iowa. Its purpose was then and remains today threefold, to honor dairy's past, to celebrate the present, and to support a vibrant future for the dairy industry. Our guests today on this episode of Dairy Voice are two current leaders of Dairy Shrine, Board President Dr. Dennis Funk, who's speaking to us from Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, and Executive Director Mike Opperman at Dairy Shrine Headquarters in Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin. I'm your host, Joel Hastings, and full disclosure, I'm also completing my second term on the Dairy Shrine Board. Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Joel. Denny, why don't we begin by asking you to give us your perspective as a two-term board member and, and current president? Thanks, uh, Joel. It's a pleasure being uh, with you today. It's it's a great honor to be serving as president of uh, Dairy Shrine. It's a, an organization that I feel very passionately about, as I'm sure almost all the members uh, of the organization as well. We're uh, so fortunate to have an organization like this that is a bit unique, I think, in what it tries to uh, provide uh, for the members and actually the, the industry at large. As you mentioned, uh, the mission is a bit unique as an organization that honors the past, inspires the future, and preserves the history of the national dairy industry and its contributions to society. And I really feel strongly uh, about that. My background is similar to many of the other members. I grew up in a small registered area Ayrshire Farm back in the state of Iowa, and then uh, had a rather long career in the dairy industry at the Holstein Association and then uh, on faculty at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, but the majority of my career at ABS Global in in, uh, DeForest, Wisconsin here is working in the R&D department. It's that passion that uh, keeps me very excited about Dairy Shrine, what it does today and what it can do uh, into the future. One of the tasks I had this past year is to work in finding a new executive director. Our long-term executive director, David Selner, retired this past year and after a nationwide search, we were very, very fortunate to find uh, Mike Opperman to uh, take on the, the reins as being our new executive director. And I couldn't be more excited about the expertise that he brings and uh, the leadership that he'll uh, provide for our organization going forward, hopefully for a large number of years. So that's, um, I guess, a, a few comments that I would have, Joel. And again, I'm, I'm very excited to be uh, having the opportunity to serve as, as president of Dairy Shrine uh, this year. Well, and we all appreciate your leadership and your, and your dedication as a board member as well. And we'll get into some of the nitty gritty here uh, further along in the conversation. Well, Mike, Mike Opperman, uh, you accepted the executive director's position last summer following Dr. David Selner, who uh, kind of rounded out, capped his career as Dairy Shrine hit the 20,000 member mark. Tell us a little bit about uh, kind of what you've been up to and, and what your priorities are. 
Sure, thanks. And um, I appreciate your comments, Denny, with regard to uh, my background and so forth. It's, it's always, you know, Dairy Shrine has been uh, a part of my blood since I was, well, very young. I always, I uh, attended many dairy association events with my father, and it seems like I got to know some of the um, elder statesmen of Dairy Shrine as a, as, a young, as a young boy going to those events. Uh, my dad was part of Dairy Shrine all of his life. He was president in the late 80s. Uh, you know, when I started my career at Ford's Dairyman, part of my role was to uh, work in the museum and keep some of the photos and whatnot updated. I was a member of the board in the early 2000s. I've been part of scholarship uh, committees and so forth. So I feel like Dairy Shrine has been part of my life, all of my life. So it was sort of a, an easy fit for me to, to consider being the executive director of this organization. Um, I'm very humbled to be in this role and I understand the passion and the, the dedication that Dairy Shrine has to the industry and to its members. And I'm happy to exemplify that through the work that we do. A few things that we've been working on uh, this year, and I guess with that background, probably the the most important thing for me to come into this role after uh, Dr. Selner did such did such an exemplary job in the position was frankly just not to screw it up. You know, I wanted I want to make sure that the history of the organization is preserved. All of the efforts that folks have have done before me continue, but a few of the things that we're doing. We have done this fall with National Dairy Shrine to kind of elevate the, the position and, and set the organization up for future success are kind of threefold. First is we're working on membership engagement. We've kind of revamped the Chronicle the newsletter, and we've also started kind of a monthly outreach program to members just to enhance that communication and engagement with members so uh, they feel like an even, even more important part of the organization and, and are able to offer their input. The second thing we've done is we've started down the path of creating a long-range plan. I'm a firm believer in having a plan for an organization, and, and we've started down that path, starting with a survey that went out to members this fall to kind of gauge uh, interest, answer a few critical questions that we have around National Dairy Shrine uh, mission and, and values and to make sure that we're setting the proper course moving forward with the organization. So that was completed this fall. Uh, this spring, we'll embark on kind of putting together the framework for a long-range plan and, and hope to have a long-range plan uh, sometime next fall for review. And then the third element that we've worked on is fundraising. You know, we're so proud of the members that we have and the contributions that the membership has, has made to the organization. But in this day and age, in order for the organization to be viable moving forward, we really need to rely on uh, donations and sponsorships. So uh, we put this, some structure around um, those sponsorship opportunities, and we're just getting ready to unveil some of those uh, sponsorship uh, opportunities here at the beginning of 2021. And we look forward to that, uh, really continuing to contribute to the health and viability of the organization moving forward. So a long answer to your question, Joel, but um, really what we're are fulfilling the mission of Shrine, of National Dairy Shrine, by, by really focusing on preserving the past and make, making sure that the history of the folks that have gone before us in this organization is preserved, while at the same time setting up the organization for future success for many years to come. Well, Mike, you've got a background in uh, ag communications, ag media, and marketing. 
So you gave our board uh, in your report last week at our meeting, our virtual meeting, uh, you gave a few highlights of that survey. Mm -hmm. Do you, you want to touch on a couple of those points of what, what the members, uh, what kind of feedback we got? So we, we sent the membership out electronically to about almost nearly 3,000 members, and we got about uh, 200 or so responses back, which was great. We we're not only happy for the number of responses that we got back, but the quality of information that was contained within. And like I said, kind of uh, the first several questions uh, related to making sure that we were on track from a mission standpoint to make sure that, you know, that it was important that we preserve the future and honored past dairy leaders, um, that we support uh, students and the future of the industry through scholarships, that we maintain and uphold the National Dairy Shrine Museum here in Fort Atkinson, and that we also advocate for the industry as a whole. Responses indicated that we were very much on track. In fact, probably pointed more towards a, a renewed or increased emphasis on enhancing the future of the industry through our scholarship programs. So, so that was uh, that was a great uh, thing moving forward to to know that our our mission that we're following with the mission and, and that the mission and that the mission is uh, important. We asked some questions around membership fees and structures and so forth. And an interesting uh, point that came back was that folks felt like our annual membership fee, which currently is at fifty dollars, uh, may be too low and could be increased. So uh, lifetime lifetime membership. Right. Yeah. I'm Excuse sorry. Me. Yeah. Lifetime memberships. That's right. And interesting, you know, they didn't, we also asked the question if they felt like an annual membership was worthwhile and that that was not indicated that they thought that that was a worthwhile endeavor. So, so our lifetime membership, uh, the board is looking at as, as with all of the content within the survey, the board is looking at what we can do with that and how we can potentially change things along the way. The survey also allowed folks to offer their commentary on different aspects of the organization and how we are active in the industry. And, you know, we've mentioned in this conversation the passion that folks have for the industry and for National Dairy Shrine. And just the volume of commentary that came back uh, with regard to some of those questions uh, really showed the passion that folks have for this organization and for the industry and how important it is for this organization to be successful and to thrive. So that was really some of the, some of the main and, and, and important outcomes of the survey that came back. We'll take all of that information. We've distilled a lot of it already, but we'll use that as part of the process of building the uh, long-range plan moving forward. Can you guess which protein source has an amino acid profile most like rumen microbial protein? If you guessed canola meal, you are correct. It is an almost perfect protein source to meet the needs of lactating cows. And cows love the stuff. Remember to keep canola meal in mind for the Dairy Business upcoming protein survey. Before we get into a little bit more about what the future might hold, Danny, maybe you've been involved here for quite a long time, not only on the board, but as an active member. Just give us the highlights of the scholarship program that Dairy Shrine currently has uh, for secondary students and graduate students. Yeah, we uh, have uh, about uh, $40,000 that we uh, dole out uh, every year to university students in, in scholarships. And that's a number that has uh, grown uh, rather 
dramatically, and, and a lot of that due to our, our previous executive director, uh, David uh, Selner. And uh, it's, you know, inspiring to see what these students accomplish. It's, it's just amazing when you, when you read the applicants, uh, see how much they have accomplished and, and their backgrounds. But it also provides us some further food for thought as to how can we expand this even more to make sure that uh, we are inspiring as a wider range of students as we possibly can. The dairy industry is evolving. Not everybody that is majoring in dairy science comes from dairy backgrounds anymore. So. Uh, I think that's another aspect of the, the survey that kind of uh, uh, jumped out at us as to how can we make sure that we are really using our funds as best we can to help grow the dairy industry and uh, really help provide uh, funds for some of the uh, non-traditional students that may be uh, interested in working in our industry. And we do offer scholarships uh, to students, some of whom go home to farm, others will be employed on farms, but we also have some scholarships that are aimed at students who are going into processing, the manufacturing side, and even uh, communications, Mike, which is close to our hearts. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and the, the scholarships that we provide right, are really pretty broad-based. I've been part of the scholarship process for many years, and I've always been just floored by the quality of folks that apply for the scholarships and also just the breadth of the scholarships that we're able to offer. And certainly would encourage anyone who is going down that path of, of applying for scholarships to make sure that they uh, are aware of when scholarships are available here in another uh, month or so and to certainly apply. And as with so many things about Dairy Shrine, happily in this digital age, uh, students and others, parents, can find information at dairyshrine.org on the, on the website, I believe. Yes, that's correct. As with many organizations, we had an interrupted year in 2020, but an annual highlight for most of us, maybe all of us who can do it, is to come to uh, World Dairy Expo and enjoy the annual banquet. Uh, there's also an annual meeting. The annual banquet is where we recognize some award winners. Maybe one of you can share a little bit about what we hope might be uh, recurring in 2021. Uh, um, obviously, with the, as you said, Joel, with uh, World Dairy Expo being canceled, we weren't able to hold an annual meeting and banquet this year, which was uh, certainly missed. Certainly unfortunate because you know that was that's always the gathering that everyone looks forward to every year to kind of uh, see old friends and and celebrate the industry and we look very much look forward to that happening in 2021 where we'll honor the 2020 winners and the 2021 winners as well in this fall's banquet. So we certainly look forward to that opportunity. And we're looking at, we will be looking at ways to improve that banquet experience for everyone so that we can continue to renew old friendships and celebrate the industry moving forward. So hopefully this year becomes at least a better format, better form of normal than what 2020 was. And we're able to gather in Madison again next fall. I should say, Let's get that vaccine out there. That's right. hope, hope we can uh, have a new normal that's, that's even improved. 
That's for sure. Denny, you alluded to uh, the scholarship program maybe evolving a bit. As our president this year, what are some of the other issues that uh, Derry Shrine is taking a look at in terms of membership and activities in light of the fact that our dairy industry continues to evolve as well? Sure. I think, uh, as we've uh, already mentioned, that was one of the uh, insightful aspects that the survey showed us, is that we we have a a great organization that's uh, in some ways very traditional. We have a large membership of the registered breeders and people that uh, enjoy showing cattle, people enjoy judging cattle and such. But realistically, the the dairy industry uh, continues to evolve. That creates a bit of a challenge for the dairy shrine as well because we need to be involved you know continue to evolve as the industry evolves and one aspect that i think uh, we we have initiated the discussion anyway and it'll be a part of i think the long-range plan moving forward is how do we go back and make sure that we're tapping into the processing and the manufacturing aspect of of the dairy industry a little more than we have maybe in just the recent past if you go to the hordes museum in fort atkinson uh, you can see that uh, that is a very proud part of our history when you look at uh, various aspects of of processing going all the way back to the the Babcock uh, fat tester etc we want to make sure that we are you know incorporating all aspects of the of the dairy industry as we go forward not forgetting about our more traditional base but making sure that we are evolving in the same manner that the industry at large is uh, is evolving well, that'll be some challenging work to uh, deal with those issues in, in the long-term plan, I think, in the, in the coming months. Mike, you've mentioned, uh, you, we've both mentioned, everybody's mentioned here, the, the museum, and you've worked at it, and now that you're executive director, you've got some unique responsibilities. Uh, tell us a little bit about what folks could see when travel returns and people can come to see the, the National Dairy Shrine Museum in Fort Atkinson. Thank you for bringing that up, Joel. It's, it's really a, f- a fascinating and fabulous museum in a couple different respects. First, obviously, is the National Dairy Shrine Museum, which houses artifacts that are just indicative of the, the history of the dairy industry in many different levels. On the production side, from feeding equipment and AI equipment and testing equipment and anything with regard to animal handling and so forth is there. So from a management side of it, there's just some really neat artifacts that are available at the museum. It's also a preserving the history of dairy shows and dairy cattle exhibits uh, from, from decades past. Old pictures of national shows, national show winners, anything related to um, that sort of uh, judging history is at the museum. Um, In addition to that are photos of all of the Guest of Honor winners and Pioneer winners and Distinguished Dairy Cattle Breeder Award winners that folks can see and and recognize and and remember at the museum. There's also a large kind of diorama as you walk into the museum that talks about the industry today, including a timeline of uh, kind of major events that have happened throughout the history of the dairy industry. So that's, that's kind of fun to see for folks that might not have that sort of an an understanding of the industry. There's an extensive library that's contained within the Dairy Shrine, multitude of books relating to the dairy industry and breed associations and cattle shows and whatnot. So 
And there's also new exhibits coming online as well. We're working on a kind of a feeding and nutrition part of the uh, museum display, as well as uh, an embryo transfer part as well. And then aside from the National Dairy Shrine, I'll put a plug in for the Horde Museum here in Fort Atkinson. And that is really, you know, Fort Atkinson is, uh, there's a rich history around the town as it relates to some of the Black Hawk Indian Wars and Abraham Lincoln and so forth. So then um, it's a very high quality museum in that respect as well, which is attached to the National Dairy Shrine Museum. So if folks are ever in the Southern Wisconsin area, we certainly encourage you to stop by and spend some time to go through uh, certainly the National Dairy Shrine Museum, but certainly the Horde Museum as well and other things that, that are offered here in Fort Atkinson. And I think one of the benefits of that too for dairy is that we attract, the, the museum attracts what I'll call civilians who don't have much dairy connection, but they are exposed and, and uh, we see some wonderful comments in the, in the guest book from folks who uh, came to the museum and, and learned about dairy from their experience there. Yeah, that's right. Um, there are a couple different ways. There are, uh, I guess you'd call non-ag folks that come through the shrine that are, the shrine museum that uh, may have come just to visit the Horde Museum and and we're maybe unaware that the National Dairy Shrine Museum was there. In addition, you know, Wisconsin being what it is, uh, there are several events that happen throughout the summer uh, that are kind of related to the dairy industry. You know, there's, uh, they'll bring uh, a live animal display down to the museum for folks to see, you know, calves to, to pet and touch and so forth. They'll have an ice cream social uh, around the 4th of July that brings in just a ton of people here in the local area. So, so the museum really does a great job in terms of outreach to the local community and dairy, the National Dairy Shrine Museum benefits from that, certainly benefits from that relationship. As we kind of begin to wrap up here, Danny, why don't you share with our audience our pitch, if you will, for Dairy Shrine membership. Many of us on the board and other members, when industry events were being held, we would always uh, invite folks attending those events to uh, become members of Dairy Shrine. It's a one-time membership fee, and uh, why don't you finish out my thought there? Sure. It's a real bargain. As Mike mentioned, uh, we, as we learned in our, our survey, currently it's $50 for a lifetime membership in, in National Dairy Shrine. So with that uh, lifetime membership, you are a member with uh, the other people that share that same passion as, as most of the other members have uh, for, for the dairy industry. I feel strongly that one of the groups that we should tap into to uh, help with the membership are graduating seniors. And I've uh, worked with uh, some other people at my alma mater and some other schools are doing it as well, where we help provide lifetime members for graduating seniors to uh, help them get into the fold and become a member at that time period. That's when I also became a, a, a member of, of Dairy Shrine when, when I was in, in, in college. They're the, you know, the next generation. They're the future leaders uh, of our organization. So working through uh, various programs and such to make sure we get as many of those uh, graduating seniors as, as members. And as they start their uh, careers in the dairy industry across the entire gambit, they are part of our, our membership organization and moving forward. That's right. You call it your pay it forward membership program. And it's a, it's a great idea and terrific for the organization. And we hope for the students as well, the graduating seniors. 
Mike, as the executive director, maybe I'll invite you to offer a benediction as we wind up here. Any, any parting thoughts for us? No, I, and I really appreciate this time, Joel, to, to speak and, and to kind of talk about National Dairy Shrine. I would just encourage anybody who you know, wants to become a member to visit www.dairyshrine.org and fill out all of the information about membership there. Um, it's also a great place if you want to make a donation to the organization. You can also visit that same URL and find the areas to make a, an online donation or uh, an address for uh, sending in check or any other sort of payment uh, towards donation towards the organization. And a, a simple donation is fine. If a lot of our donations also come in the form of memorials and honoring uh, folks uh, that have either passed or have made a significant contribution to the dairy industries. Um, and encourage folks uh, to do that. And also follow us on Facebook. Follow the, the Dairy Shrine organization on Facebook and uh, you'll uh, keep up to date on everything that's going on with the organization. Well, thank you very much uh, to both of you, uh, speaking with Mike Opperman, Executive Director of National Dairy Shrine, and Dr. Dennis Funk, who's the current president. Uh, thank you both for taking part in Dairy Voice. This is Joel Hastings, your host at dairybusiness.com.